Hey guys, Tom Gentile, back for another podcast. Glad to have you guys here. Today, we're going to do something called the Triple Play Podcast. Uh, it's three different traders with three different trading plans for 2021. So I have got uh, sitting in with me at uh, first base, Jay Harris. Hi, Tom. How are, How are you? you? Awesome. So you're going to be uh, discussing more of the long-term of our Triple Play podcast. And I'm excited to have you uh, uh, with us to discuss some long-term stuff. Uh, also with me today is uh, none other than Mr. Mike Wade. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> awesome. So that's how these podcasts go. You know, they're live. Uh, we could screw up and, uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but guys, uh, you know, uh, for all you listen to the podcast, uh, it's, it's been a fantastic year uh, for all of us. And as we round the corner, and head for home in our uh, year of 2020, which has been a really weird year. I thought what we'd do is we'd start off a little bit early as we're kind of not only in the middle of this week, but in pretty much the middle of the month. Uh, I want to talk about the long game, the short game, the intermediate term game, and some things that uh, that you could all be looking at as the three of us are looking at uh, heading into the new year. And so um, before I, we get into the topics you know, it's the middle of the week. Uh, if I could just bend everyone's ear just for a few minutes talking about what's happening in the overall markets. Uh, you know, the S&P is really, if, you, if you've if you looked at the last, oh, let's call it six, five, six months, you know, it, it has not been a straight line up. There has been a lot of bobbing and weaving going on. Really, if you entered in and and decided I'm going to wait till after the election. You decided to do it right after the election. You have benefited from a rise in the market by a, a minimum of ten percent, probably more like about twelve and a half, thirteen percent, if you look at uh, where we've been since the beginning of November. But the month the month of December has been, if anything, I want to call it sideways. We've been bobbing and weaving between three sixty five and three seventy on SPY. And, you know, is this a sell the news event? Obviously, we're going to have to wait until the rest of the year. Uh, there's definitely some pros and cons with the market. I mean, when I think about cons, I'm thinking about the, you know, we've thrown out now, uh, we, we've thrown out a lot of unrest because Joe Biden is the president elect. Uh, that's, a, that's a positive for the market. We've also thrown in more stimulus money, another positive for the market uh, that's just waiting for the uh, the uh, voting to happen. And then think about also um, when you look at a company like Tesla, who's now getting included in the S&P 500. I mean, these are all positive events, but to me, they're sell the news events because what else are we going to look forward to? Is there more stimulus money we don't know about? Possibly. You know, I mean, when you look at the fact that taxes are probably going to go back to pre-2016 levels, that's not a positive for the markets. When we look at um, uh, things like the bond market, which is have been trending down for the last six months, well, that means interest rates are slowly creeping higher, not a positive for the markets. You know, but there's, like I said, for every positive, there's a negative out there. It's just a wait and see game. However, um, when we go beyond the stock market, the bond market is definitely telling us that the stock market at least wants to stay at the levels it's at right now. You look at the U.S. dollar, it's gotten crushed. 
I mean, the U.S. dollar is down easily 10% from uh, where it was. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I mean, the beginning of um, the beginning of the uh, quarter, the first quarter of the year, I mean, U.S. dollar was trading at least 10% higher than it is now. And there's a, a consensus that that trend is going to continue. So that means stock stocks are, are um, not as risky as they might seem. Foreign currencies, commodities like oil, gold, you know, these are things that have been propped up by the U.S. dollar going down as well. Sometime down the road, the dollar is going to become a buy. It's going to get too cheap. But I don't see that on the horizon right away. The interesting thing is, though, is that when I look at things like um, when I look at things like Facebook and I look at Apple uh, and I look at Amazon and I look at Netflix, I look at a lot of the FANG. FANG has seen their all time highs. Uh, not just weeks ago, but even months ago. You got to go back to to you really got to go back to Labor Day if you want to see all time highs in stocks like Amazon, um, a, a double top that occurred with Netflix. Um, you know, if you look at, uh, for instance, Apple. Apple's all time high was Labor Day weekend. It hasn't seen it had a, had a good uh, push in the middle of this week, but still, uh, we're quite a ways away from the highs that we saw back around Labor Day weekend. And if you really take a good look, Google is the only stock in FANG that is anywhere close to its all-time highs recently, like within this month, the month of December. So when you wrap all this up, the markets are are really, you know, buy, buy the rumor, sell the news, but it looks like the, the news has already been out for tech stocks, social media stocks, as more traditional stocks have come into play. Oil and energy, that's what's really carrying the markets these days. But I'm not here to talk about the overall markets. We're here to talk about plans for 2021, the long game, the intermediate game, the short game. And so um, I want to uh, talk to Jay Harris for a little bit as he puts together and starts to look at a strategy that we, that we do every year called Dogs of the Dow, more importantly, the Flying Five. So, Jay, tell us a little bit about the dogs of the Dow, the Flying Five, and then we're going to get into maybe trading options on these. So, all yours, buddy. All right. I appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for the invite and the opportunity to speak to everybody that you have here at your podcast. Real quick, folks, the dogs of the Dow. This is an investment strategy. First and foremost, before we get into the options aspect of it, this is uh, a stock strategy, first and foremost. And the attempt for this strategy, it's beating the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And the premise of the dogs of the Dow is to buy the 10 highest yielding dividend stocks for the year. So when 2020 comes to a close, and this is going to be, I believe, Thursday, the 31st for December, uh, at the close of markets, we're going to have... That's correct. The, uh, thank you. We're going to have the final prices for all the stocks for 2020. And the dogs of the Dow are going to be the 10 of the stocks out of the Dow Jones Industrial Average that are paying or having uh, yielding the highest dividend. So once you've established what those 10 highest dividend yielding stocks are out of the Dow, the, the strategy is to invest an equal dollar amount for each of those 10 stocks. So if you want to put $10,000 into this investment strategy, and it's a year-long investment strategy, you're going to put $1,000 
into each of the 10 stocks. And you'll have a different number of stocks for that for that thousand dollars. But you know, pick your dollar figure amount, put an equal dollars per each of those 10 stocks into this investment strategy. And the the execution is buy on the first trading day of the year. That's going to be that following Monday, January 4th of 2021. You're going to hold these 10 stocks the entire year. You know, the close of market on December 31st of 2021. That's your start date, your end date for this investment strategy. So you're picking the 10 highest yielding dividend stocks out of the Dow 30, putting an equal dollar amount towards each one of those and holding for the entire year. Now, the flying five that Tom talked about, these are also known as the puppies or the small dogs. The puppies of the Dow, the small dogs, the flying five, all three names are synonymous. This strategy is shown over the course of years analyzed that it tends to beat the dogs of the Dow. The puppies outpace the dogs. So the puppies are the five of those 10 highest yielding stocks that are the cheapest in price. So last year, the 10 dogs, and for this year, the dogs of the Dow are Chevron, Dow Chemical, IBM, Walgreen Boots Alliance, Verizon, 3M, Cisco, Merck, Coca-Cola, and J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, those were the 10 highest yielding stocks at the end of 2019 that became the dogs for 2020. Of those 10 stocks that I just gave you, at the time, the fi- or, or right now, the, the flying five are the cheapest priced. Dow Chemical, Walgreens Boots Alliance, Verizon, Cisco, and Coca-Cola. Pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, Jay, um, I, because I look at this, I look a lot of this stuff, and um, and what I find is that, you know, you go back and you look at the 10-year returns on the dogs and the small dogs, they're, tr- they're about 15% a year. When you look at that, you know, you go back 10 years since the year 2000, and you got to think about what happened in 2000 uh, with a lot of the stock market. You look at um, what happened on 9-11, all right, and what occurred in 2000 and really in 2002 uh, following that. You also got to look at uh, the, the financial crisis in 2008 and 2009, uh, and then of course this year too. But since the year 2000, these things, the small dogs are still posting double digits every single year. So double digit return, great. Uh, can you trade options on this strategy, Jay? You can. You definitely can. Uh, every one of these 10 stocks, and specifically now we're going to talk about the flying five, those, the, the puppies, uh, the, the cheapest of the 10 highest yielding stocks, they're all optionable. So yeah, if you want to play the long game and you may not have the money to invest as much as you'd like to on the pure stock play. And again, the pure stock play, if we haven't mentioned it, it's to collect the dividends. It's not only to outpace on a percentage return, um, you know, outpace the Dow and the puppies outpace the dogs. It, it, it's, it's calling for you guys to own the stock for the full year. So not only do you get the appreciation of the stock, but you're trying to collect the dividends. When it comes to trading the options, though, Tom, we're not worried about the dividends. You know, we'll forfeit the dividend right. play for the higher returns that options give us the opportunity for over a stock ownership play. So what you can do, and and, and we've talked about this, we can introduce it now. You, you've got a few different ways that you can play this. So on the flying five, 
again, the five cheapest of the 10 highest yielding stocks. We'll find that out, you know, the night of or when the markets close on December 31st. So instead of buying an equal dollar amount of the stocks, put that same equal dollar amount in the leaps options. So, you know, if we're going into 2021, we can look out to January of 22 and look at what the call options are for each of these stocks, say, at the money or just slightly out of the money. Okay. So you can do a long-term leaps call options on the flying five. And then if you want to further reduce your risk and further hedge and spend even less money yet still participate in this strategy, the other option strategy is to create a call debit spread. So where you're buying a leaps options, you're going to sell another leaps option, same month's expiration. If you're doing a January of 2022 leaps, you're going to buy the, you know, at the money January 22 uh, call options and then sell another call option with that same month and expiration date against that. So you're going to have a situation where maybe you cap your upside in just a pure call option trade. But the probabilities are in place now by creating that spread that these trades will end up profitable in some shape or form. So you've got the three strategies, the investment strategy to collect the dividends, which is the stocks. You asked about options, Tom, and yes, you could buy the leaps options or you can create leaps call debit spreads on these. So those are the three different ways to capitalize on this. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for the long game. Yes, sir. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and uh, so let's so let's switch batters and let's uh, jump over to Mike Wade. So, Mike, if you could uh, light up your microphone and I'm going to throw you the first pitch out for um, uh, what you're looking at as an intermediate play in 2021. What do you see? I see a lot. But, I, you know, on uh, we just had our elections and and I noticed that four new states in, in the Four of our states in the United States just legalized marijuana. So we got our so now we have 35 states and DC that have legalized marijuana, and 15 of those states have legalized recreational marijuana. And you know, I have I haven't been thinking about pot stocks since the market crashed back in February, but back in February, the, the market was down about 40%, and I was really excited about it because. I was like, well, I, I know that Americans want pot. 67% of Americans have, have um, uh, really given their, their thumbs up to having marijuana be legalized. Uh, it's a huge market. It's forecasted to, to grow to $85 billion market in 2030 in 10 years. It's, um, it's just really a hot industry, and it's fallen out of favor. And it has just, as we speak, has reached levels that it was back before COVID hit bringing it still to a really great bargain at 40%, 40% off of uh, um, and the prior annual highs. And there's just really a lot of innovation going on. Uh, the country is, is relaxing its stance against it being illegal. And it's just a hot industry. And I, I think it's time. I think it's time to hop into pot, marijuana, Mary Jane, whatever you want to call it. What um, Are there any individual stocks that have caught your eye in, in this industry? Yeah, they have. And a couple of them are, um, one was is in particular was a bit of a surprise to me, but there are three stocks that are huge companies participating in this market that are just setting all-time highs. One of them, the first I'll talk about, is Innovative Industrial Properties. The symbol for that stock is IIPR. And it's a real estate investment trust that invests in greenhouses and industrial facilities 
for the mar- medical marijuana industry. And it's, it's just set another all-time high. I was looking at it this week. It set two all-time highs in a row the last two days. It's uh, Let me see what it's currently trading for. That doesn't matter to me, really. I mean, we can trade options, but it's just interesting. Yeah, it, it just gapped up today um, 8 4%, 5%, and is approaching um, 180. It's at 177 right now, roughly. So that's a really good one. I love stocks that are that are basing it base for about mm, about a month and then just broke out almost like a, a cup and handle pattern. And the stock is on fire. And I, I think this thing's off to the races, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm looking at uh, various option strategies to capitalize. But that's a that's a must see. I think um, the other one that I like that I was a little bit surprised about was Scott's miracle Grow. You know, of course, that's the company that that you buy uh, weed <laughs> weed killer from the lawn care company, but, right? But but I didn't know this, Tom. I don't know if you guys knew it, Jay. Um, but they're the largest distributor of hydroponic products in the U.S. And hydroponic products are in high demand by cannabis growers. So Scott's Miracle Grow just set an all time high. Let me pull up the chart so I can I can tell you where it's at. But it it um, it hit an all time high yesterday. It's trading right around one ninety. It's down a little bit today. A beautiful pattern, a cup and handle pattern right at 80. It broke out three days ago. This thing is poised for, for higher heights. And, and of course, as a, as a company that's not reliant solely on, on the, the, the medical marijuana industry or the recreational industry, um, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a stronger stock. It's got more diversity. And for that reason, I just think it has a lot less downside possibilities. So I love that one. And another one that I, I hadn't heard of until I did my research this week was on, uh, is on Cureleaf Holdings. The symbol for that is C-U-R-L-F. And what this company does is make marijuana vaporizers, you know, vape pens for, with THC in them. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Have you heard of them? I have. Yeah. Well, they're operating in 23 states. They've had five string of, of positive um, earnings announcements. They're growing fast. And it as well just set an all-time high recently, and it's currently trading at right around thirteen dollars a share. So you know that's that's great for stock traders because it's cheap. If you look at a stock chart, this thing has been in a bullish trend really since um, since we bottomed in April April ish uh, with COVID. But it is it is off to the races, man. This thing is just moving up on big volume. It's cheap. Um, you can still trade options on it, but I, I just see this one as a pretty much a no-brainer. People are, are getting away from smoking actual smoke, and that vaporized vapor vape pens are really the rage. And so I, I just those are three to me no-brainer pot stocks coming up in the next um, quarter or so, maybe even longer term. And then and then lastly, if you if you want to have a fun do all this work for you, there's a, a beautiful. ETF that tracks marijuana. It's the ETF MG alternative harvest ETF. The symbol for that is MJ for marijuana. And it's got, um, it's, it's got a, it's the big players, uh, GW pharmaceuticals, canopy, Aurora, Kronos, Tilray, some of the ones you may have heard of, but it, it does a really good job of balancing the fund and creating a really nice steady performance. MJ is right at where it was in February, right before the crash. So any of those, Tom, I think are really good plays going into the next quarter, maybe even to, to the balance of 2020. And again, remember that the industry is going to be huge in 10 years. It's growing fast. Uh, the, the country wants it. States are, are, are starting to legalize it more and more. The, the feds are, 
You know, there's talk about the feds relaxing the illegality of it at a federal level. I, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's, um, I think these are no brainer trade uh, plays actually. Oh yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that, um, uh, you know, it, it's funny. Marijuana was one of those, you know, four years ago, it jumped out of the gate. It got over way overbought, came back. And then the same thing happened again here within the last year, uh, especially with COVID, everything kind of went on sale. I mean, everything, not just pot stocks, but, um, you know, it's always the best time to, to look at this stuff is when nobody else is talking about it. And I think that that uh, you're in the right sector at the right time. But you got to play this out longer than a week or even 30 days. This is like a 90 day, six month minimum, I think, uh, when it comes to what you're seeing there, Mike. Exactly. I agree with you. hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, yeah. So that's uh, that's the uh, the medium term. <laughs> Of our triple play podcast. And, uh, you know, the, the, the part that I want to talk about is the short term. And, and I get this question a lot. People ask me, can you intraday or day trade options? And of course, you can you can do anything. But the fact of the matter is, is can it be profitable over time? That's the that's the real question is, can you profitably trade? Uh, and I find that, you know, when 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 you're first getting started in trading, the long term is really where you want to be because, uh, you know, you're you've got time on your side as you get closer and closer and you start doing stuff that's three months uh, time frame or one month time frame or even one week time frame. You've got to have a better plan. You've got to have more what I like to call rules based trading. And with everything we do, uh, it's all rules based trading. Everything that we do has some sort of rule to it. Uh, and and it, and it couldn't be I couldn't say that even more so than if you're going to look at day trading uh, and day trading options. This has become a big thing in 2020. However, it's more tied emotion based than anything else. If you want to know what I'm talking about, folks, go out and Google uh, TikTok investors. Uh, if you use Twitter, go look for the TikTok investors Twitter handle and you'll see a lot of emotion there. Uh, from folks that are basically getting, I think they're getting stimulus money and are just throwing caution to the wind. And if you want to make this uh, your second income or more than just a hobby, you need to think in terms of spotting opportunity, creating low risk or acceptable risk trades, and then planning, executing, and managing those. And always thinking those four words that uh, that. Even my mentor said to me, what if I'm wrong? That's that's the four words you have to ask yourself when you place a trade. What if I'm wrong? What's the most I can stand to lose? And can I handle that? And so, you know, keep that in mind as we go and look at the short term. So let me tell you about the short term. So the short term is uh, I utilize, and, and a lot of you know, uh, know me and know our group from uh, – the Money Calendar, which was a, a flagship publication that we launched years ago, uh, a flagship software that we had years ago. And um, and so we look at a calendar to help give us the best days to spot uh, and get into and the best days to get out of a, a particular trade. Let me just tell you what I'm talking about here. So, you know, we got December 18th uh, just around the corner. And when I look at uh, stocks that are potentially buy candidates, Netflix is one that comes up. Netflix is typically not uh, one of those holiday trades. 
But where Netflix makes the most sense seasonally is in between, like pretty much now until mid-January, because now is when people start winding work down and they start looking at spending more time at home. A lot of us are spending time at home already, but I mean, spending less time working. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do after you sit around, you open the Christmas presents, you drink the eggnog, you eat the ham, the turkey? Where are you going next? You're going in front of the TV. And a lot of binge watching happens uh, during those those two week that that two weeks of holidays. And so Netflix, uh, a lot of traders look at that and they start to buy this thing around mid-December and they look to sell it uh, just after January. And we can see a pattern there that is 90 percent accurate over the last 10 years, buying mid-December, selling around mid-January. So that's a day, that's a that's a 30-day pattern. But can we take patterns like this and find them within the one hour time frame? And the answer is yes, we can. So what we've done is we've actually created uh, a, a um, application, and we've had it for some time, that actually can dial us down intraday and find those 90-day patterns intraday. And so I'll look around and I'll say to myself, well, when's the best time of the day to buy or sell Apple? And so, you know, and what I'm looking for is clusters of time between 930 in the morning when the stock market opens and four o'clock in the afternoon when it closes. And we'll look and see, well, what what really looks best? And so is there is there a pattern in Facebook? So I'll look and see based on my my money clock. And you know what? The pattern in Facebook lately has been sell it between 11 o'clock and one o'clock because that's when the stock's been going down, right? There's no real pattern happening before or after, but right now the pattern's been you know, just before and after lunch. People have been selling Facebook. If we look at, you know, Tesla's been a, a, a crazy stock. Uh, you know, does it have a specific pattern going on right now? And yes, it does. The pattern in Tesla has been buying it after 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's been Tesla's been consistently moving higher in the afternoon session. But what started with thousands of stocks and me drilling it down to just the top 50 over the last year, what we've noticed is there are 12 stocks that roughly have patterns that work. Uh, and and that have patterns that work only in 60 minutes. And what I found is that out of all the intraday patterns that we saw in 2020, these 12 stocks, 90% of the time, were winners. They, and they all had the same trait. They, when you put the trade on, you're out of it in 60 minutes or less. Here's the other thing we noticed, that these 12 stocks work best between 9.30 in the morning and 12.30 in the afternoon. And like I said, I'm not dealing with thousands of stocks. I'm not dealing with hundreds or even uh, a couple dozen. I'm talking about 12. And, I'm, and the stocks I'm talking about are Netflix, Facebook, Roku, Apple, AMD, um, Micro, Microtech, NVIDIA, Disney is on that list. Beyond Meat is on that list. Twitter. Snapchat, and Microsoft. 
those 12 stocks are what we found that are between 9.30 and 12 have the best patterns that happen in the morning. Okay, so how far back do we look? And well, these those are the parts that flex back and forth. Now, not all 12 of them have plays at the same time. All right, some of them become buys, some of them become sells. But, you know, I've also found that because we're using weekly options, you know, because if, if I'm, I can do the stocks on these, but if I want to play options, I want to day trade options, then I've got to look at those 12 and I've got to be looking at them between 9.30 and 12.30 p.m., not the afternoon session. And here's the other thing we found. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, best days to day trade these 12 stocks using options that expire that week, those weekly options. Why not Monday and Tuesday? I think the reason why is because when you're dealing with an option that expires on Friday and you're trying to trade it for one hour on a Monday or Tuesday, it doesn't move as much because it's got a lot of that time value built up uh, for that weekly option. It has five days to expiration. On Tuesday, it has four days to expiration. But when you get to Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with options that have higher and higher gamma. That means they move much, much quicker than they would on Monday or Tuesday. So I thought I would um, share a little bit of that with you. I will let you know this, all right? When it comes to the long game, when it comes to the medium game with pot, and when it comes to the short 60-minute charts that I just explained, all of this, we will be, uh, you'll be getting some information on this, guys. So that you know, you'll get the uh, you'll get the dogs of the Dow info. Um, uh, Mike just wrote an article and helped put together an article with me uh, in uh, in pot stocks, and so that's fantastic too. So you have that stuff is is going to be available too, and I will be giving you information, some more information on how I'm trading these um, these twelve stocks and what we've been able to find here with this ninety one percent win rate. Uh, so that's that's coming as well. So guys, before we close up this thing. Just wanted to see um, uh, what your plans were for the holidays. So, uh, Jay, what do you got going on in the holidays uh, as uh, we're approaching the end of December? We're going to keep it close to the cuff. We're going to stay home, bring in a little bit of the family. I've got a daughter that lives on the eastern side of the state. She's not going to be able to make it over. We're going to social distance with her and keep things tight. But I've got a two-year-old grandbaby. She just turned two years old on December 9th. And so we're going to have her over. And the fact that she's two years old now and more cognizant of what's going around, it's going to be a lot more fun this year. Wow, that's awesome. Fantastic, buddy. And then uh, Mr. Mike Wade, so so Jay's got a COVID Christmas going on. Mike, uh, what do you have plans for? Well, I've, I've got a COVID Christmas, but I'm, I'm going to drive from Delray Beach to Houston, Texas and be with my mom and, and my brothers and in-laws. For Christmas. So I've been quarantining for 10 days. I've gotten, I've had, I'm going to have another COVID test tomorrow. I'll be COVID free by the time I get there and I'm going to enjoy it with my mom. I, I get to see her. And um, I, of course, this year has been rough with the, with the COVID virus. So I'm doing what I can to uh, minimize any chance of, of bringing that into the house. And we're going to have a great family Christmas this year in Texas. In Texas. Very cool, my man. How, how about Very you? What are you up to? Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I lead a very boring life. I mean, everybody likes to think that I'm, I'm you know, a jet setter. I haven't, I haven't set foot on a jet <laughs> in in a year. 
Um, and uh, I, I, I'm staying at home, you know, uh, and where, where home is for me during the winter is Florida. I would love to say I'm going to be in New Zealand, uh, you know, sipping uh, uh, organic wines, and, and uh, but that's not going to happen. Uh, in, in fact, uh, that country's not even letting me in. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, they could, but you know, I, if I spend two weeks there, I'm going to see the inside of a hotel. So that's not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm spending my time here and, um, you know, I think one of the reasons why the market is, is enjoying the moves that it is, is because people are, you know, like Jay and myself are spending time at home and we're just doing more localized uh, stuff. And, and, you know, you, Mike, you're just running out to, uh, to Texas and you're going to, you know, hang out with your mother. And that's fantastic. And what we're finding is we're seeing more, uh, more money is being spent on gifts. We all didn't have the kind of year like we wanted to. I mean, we were all, we, we were supposed to be on a cruise right. pretty much this time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hanging out and, uh, and, and enjoying the year together. And that didn't happen. So anyway, guys, uh, Hey, if you know, we're not going to talk to get uh, together again, uh, you know, until the new year on some sort of webinar or podcast. So I want to thank you both for the fabulous year you've uh, done with us. And uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to each of you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Right, right back at you. And I want to thank you for your what you've done for, for me. And I know Jay and Jeff feel the same way. You've been just an amazing person to work for. you got a big heart. You tell the truth. You do what you say. And, and you've really had a huge impact on my life. And I'm I'm profoundly and forever grateful for, for you. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And right back at you. What you stand for, man. It makes it easy to represent you and serve your client. I appreciate it, buddy. And I want to thank all of our, our students and our clients and the folks that uh, listen to this podcast. You know, I mean, uh, the, the, the best thing that, that I feel like I could do for you is continue to over deliver in education uh, in you know newsletters, um, the the uh, webinars that we do, the YouTube channel that we do, and everything in between. You know, uh, this is this this uh, COVID isn't going away anytime soon, and so I know I'm going to be locked up in a podcasting room uh, for uh, quite some time, and uh, I'm going to make good use of it, continuing to bring that education, not just myself, but the team as well. So uh, I want to say, you know, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays to all of you listening to the podcast. And we'll see you again real soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye now. Bye.